FreedomSlips.com. You don't need to expect us. We're already here. This is the people's war. It is our war. We are the fighters. Fight it, then. Fight it with all that is in us. And may God defend the right. Warning, warning. We've got to stop them. They're going to kill us all. See how the trouble you've started? Be they the government, be they industry, be they organized labor, be they anyone. Or human beings. Time when the operation of the machine becomes so odious. Makes you so sick at heart that you can't take part. You can't even passively take part. And you've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels, upon the levers, upon all the apparatus, and you've got to make it stop. And you've got to win the day to the people who run it, to the people who own it. But unless you're free, the machine will be prevented from working at all. Revolution Radio of FreedomSlips.com, the number one listener-supported talk radio station, throwing ourselves upon the gears of the machine. Revolution Radio, where information never sleeps. You called down the thunder, well now you've got it. You tell them I'm coming, and hell's coming with me, you hear? Hell's coming with me! Revolution Radio. We did not engage in conflict that was out of line with our mission. Is it disloyal? Is it sedition? Is it treason to oppose the hands of tyranny? Never! I will never send troops anywhere on a mission of that kind without telling them that if somebody shoots at them, they can darn well shoot back. I know not what course others may take. But as for me, give me liberty! Oh, give me! A dark cloud is finally lifting across the world as U.S. military intelligence and their global partners are destroying the deep state criminal power structure that has ruled over our planet for hundreds of years. We are free with the God-given right, and we shall not yield that right to any power on Earth. Hi, I'm Scott McKay. The world is at, and I am your host on The Tipping Point. On Revolution Radio, where every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, we bring you the latest in this ensuing takedown of this global criminal empire. That's an image of strength. You'll get the raw, hard truth here on The Tipping Point. So come join us Mondays, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, in Studio B at Revolution.Radio. Thanks for listening while we took that short break here at Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com. And now we're going to get back to your host. All right. You, you are indeed listening to Revolution Radio, an entirely listener-supported station. So if you, if you have got a few pennies in your, in your pocket and you want to help out, we're, we're all volunteers. Uh, you can make a donation or become a patron at freedomslips.com or revolution.radio it goes to the same place and you'll find a way to donate on the top menu bar and uh, this is free association my name's Dennis um, I'm sitting in a cafe at Newcastle Central Station and uh, sitting with a cup of coffee I thought it was going to be busier because there's a, there's a charity run happening tomorrow which has got 20,000 people uh, involved in it so normally the weekend is really really busy in Newcastle 
But I think everybody must either have already come through the, the station or they're coming through later in the evening. But more, a lot of people stay overnight or have to stay overnight in Newcastle and in Durham and in Sunderland. So the hotels will be full and uh, people will be having fun. The race starts at about half past nine tomorrow morning. And I think they start from the quayside now. They used to start from uh, up by the university. I don't know. I don't know where it actually starts now. I'll have to look it up. Um, but it's it's a 13-mile race from Newcastle city centre to the coast at South Shields. And uh, it happens every year. Usually uh, there's a lot of charity runners. But I don't know what I don't know what's going to happen in terms of um, charity runners and all the rest of it. It could be a new experience. It could be a new a new way of doing things tomorrow. We'll we'll find out when we get there. But it, it used to be fifteen or twenty thousand people, uh, the majority of whom were running for charity, and a, a good a good day generally in the city, a, a good day for. Uh, for the hotels and for the bars and for the restaurants. Uh, but we'll see how it goes tomorrow. So my week, this week has been um, interesting. I've, I've kind of, we've gone from being in a heat wave to being in rain and it's still 20 degrees, but it's 85% humidity today, according to Bing. Um, for whatever reason, I was being earlier on, and I noticed it was 85% humidity. Um, it's obviously been a busy week in Britain. So we've got a new prime minister on Tuesday, I think it was. Well, it was announced on Monday, but officially on Tuesday. And then on Thursday, Queen Elizabeth dies, and we've got a new king. So we've got Charles III in, in charge. He was officially pronounced king by the the Privy Council this morning. I've got a clip of that to play. It's quite long, and quite medieval, but uh, it's a historic event, so I think it's probably worth just getting it on record. It also, it, it goes, the ceremony goes back to Anglo-Saxon times, so it's well over a thousand years old, the way they do these things. It's, all been, it's been done like this for a thousand years, which makes it a very, very grounded ceremony, a very very grounded ritual with that amount of history behind it which makes it important uh, for whatever reason whatever, whatever reason in human psychology, rituals are important and ceremonials are important and hierarchies are important we seem to invent hierarchies even when they're not really necessary I'm not altogether sure why we do that but we do I was caught up in in lots of hierarchical stuff over over many years, and most of it was in my head. It has to be said, I was I was perceiving myself as being at the bottom of a hierarchy, and it was all perception. It was literally all in my head, and I think most most hierarchies be, be, begin obviously in people's heads, but then some of them have been externalised. So. The, the main reason that uh, 
the family that's the royal family is the royal family because of a hierarchy that was installed well that would be 300 years ago which was cousins of the previous king from Germany and the previous king was Scottish is that right? Stuart and then the, the king before that was was Welsh and before that I don't know where they were from they were English I think before that but the, the seat of government should be York at one point and there's a I discovered recently there's a party called the English Constitution Party which wants to move the centre of government back to York and I actually agree with a lot of what's in their constitution so I'm going to investigate that. I know somebody who goes backwards and forwards to the meetings and I can potentially get a lift with him and go down and have a conversation with him at some point. And he wants me to to stand as a, as a candidate for something for the English Constitution Party. He's already told me that. But I don't but I said I said I didn't say yes and I didn't say no. I was being very neutral about it. But now that I've had a look at the website I could potentially stand as a member of the English Constitutional Party because I do think that the centre of government should be in York. That's one of the things that I do think. It should either either be in York or Sheffield or somewhere like that. It should be somewhere in the north of the country because having the centre of government in London just does not serve the north of the country at all. It makes it a, a complete bias in favour of the southeast, and the only way we're going to shift that is to shift the official centre of government to the north of the country. So anyway, that, that's that's my thoughts on that. I want to play this ceremonial law, so let me share my screen. Uh, King Charles. So this happened at about ten thirty this morning. And I'm going, there's, there's some silence in the middle that I'll do my best to skip. Uh, but it's, it's 16 minutes of speeches and ceremonial, but it's, it should be on the record, really, just because of what's happening. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play this, but I'll skip the silence in the middle where they're, they're signing the book for the proclamation. So there we go. This for part one of the council. My sad duty to inform you that Her Most Gracious Majesty, Queen Elizabeth II, has passed away on Thursday, the 8th of September, 2022, at Balmoral Castle. I propose that, when certain necessary business has been transacted, a deputation consisting of Her Majesty his Royal Highness, the Archbishop of Canterbury, the Lord Chancellor, the Archbishop of York, the Prime Minister, the Clerk of the Council and myself shall wait on the King and inform him the Council is assembled. I now call on the Clerk of the Council to read aloud the text of the proclamation. Whereas it has pleased Almighty God to call to his mercy our late Sovereign Lady, Queen Elizabeth II, of blessed and glorious memory, by whose decease 
the crown of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland is solely and rightfully come to the Prince Charles Philip Arthur George. We therefore, the Lords spiritual and temporal of this realm and members of the House of Commons, together with other members of Her Late Majesty's Privy Council and representatives of the realms and territories, aldermen and citizens of London and others, do now hereby, with one voice and consent of tongue and heart, publish and proclaim that the Prince Charles Philip Arthur George is now, by the death of our late sovereign of happy memory, become our only lawful and rightful liege lord, Charles III, by the grace of God of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, and of his other realms and territories, King, Head of the Commonwealth, Defender of the Faith, to whom we do acknowledge all faith and obedience with humble affection, beseeching God, by whom kings and queens do reign, to bless his majesty with long and happy years to reign over us. God save the king. God save the king. I now invite those on the platform to sign the proclamation. All right, this is a bit was silent. All the started at six minutes, then that's uh, that's the place that they start to talk again. So what they're doing is they're signing a book to give permission for the announcement to happen. And that's basically what they're what they're doing. That's the purpose of this particular bit of the ceremony. And it's mostly former former prime ministers. Uh, Bishops, archbishops. It's just it's people who are considered vitally important in the whole thing. Anyway, so I'll start it from almost six minutes, and then it should go on again very shortly. Drafts of eight orders of council. One, ordering the proclamation to be printed and published in specialist supplements in the London, Edinburgh, and Belfast Gazettes. Two, directing the Lord Chancellor to affix the great seal to the proclamation proclaiming His Majesty King Charles III. Three, directing the King's heralds and pursuivants of arms to attend at the court of St. James to proclaim His Majesty King Charles III. Four, directing the Lord Mayor, the Court of Aldermen and Commons of London to attend at the Royal Exchange to proclaim His Majesty King Charles III. Five, directing his Majesty's Secretary of State for Defence to give directions for the firing of guns at Hyde Park as soon as His Majesty is proclaimed. Six, directing the Constable of His Majesty's Tower of London to give directions for the firing of guns 
at the Tower of London as soon as His Majesty is proclaimed. Seven, directing His Majesty's Secretary of State for Scotland to cause the proclamation for proclaiming His Majesty King Charles III to be published in Scotland. Eight, directing the Clerk of the Council to issue circular letters for causing His Majesty King Charles III to be proclaimed are hereby approved. And that concludes the business for this part of the Council. I now invite the deputation party to accompany me to wait on the King in the Council Chamber. Business for part two of the Council. Your Majesty to make your declaration. My lords, ladies and gentlemen, it is my most sorrowful duty to announce to you the death of my beloved mother, the Queen. I know how deeply you, the entire nation, and I think I may say the whole world, sympathized with me in the irreparable loss we've all suffered. It is the greatest consolation to me to know of the sympathy expressed by so many to my sister and brothers, and that such overwhelming affection and support should be extended to our whole family in our loss. To all of us as a family, as to this kingdom and the wider family of nations of which it is a part, my mother gave an example of lifelong love and of selfless service. My mother's reign was unequaled in its duration, its dedication and its devotion. Even as we grieve, we give thanks for this most faithful life. I am deeply aware of this great inheritance and of the duties and heavy responsibilities of sovereignty which have now passed to me. In taking up these responsibilities, I shall strive to follow the inspiring example I have been set in upholding constitutional government and to seek the peace, harmony and prosperity of the peoples of these islands and of the Commonwealth realms and territories throughout the world. In this purpose, I know that I shall be upheld by the affection and loyalty of the peoples whose sovereign I have been called upon to be, and that in the discharge of these duties, I will be guided by a council of their elected parliaments. In all this, I am profoundly encouraged by the constant support of my beloved wife. I take this opportunity to confirm my willingness and intention to continue of surrendering the hereditary revenues, including the Crown Estate, to my government for the benefit of all, in return for the sovereign grant, which supports my official duties as head of state and head of nation. And in carrying out the heavy task 
that has been laid upon me and to which I now dedicate what remains to me of my life. I pray for the guidance and help of Almighty God. I have with humble duty to crave your majesty's permission for the publication of your gracious speech. Approved. Concerning the security of the Church of Scotland. All right, at that point it gets very bureaucratic and and um, specific to the church. So he's basically, he's head of the Church of England and he's defender of the faith. So he has to defend the rights of Scotland to have their own independent church and be head of the Church of England at the same time. So it's all, it's all very medieval. As I said, it goes back to Anglo-Saxon times. So it's at least... 14, 1500 years of ceremonial and I'm not really a, I'm not a royalist but I'm not like violently anti-royal I just think that they're a bit out of touch and they need to just let, let them just do what they do but don't give them any money just let them do it with their own money if they want to do it at the moment it's, it's the working people of this country that are paying for it and apparently it brings in tourists, but it's like, why, why should people who are barely surviving and can barely pay their electricity bill pay for royal ceremonies? It doesn't make any sense to me. But then that's always been the way it's happened, isn't it? When the king raises money, he raises money from everybody else. He doesn't spend his own money. It's always it's the way it's been since Anglo-Saxon times. Probably since before that. I don't know. I don't know how they used to do it when in, when the Celts were in charge, or when the Britons were in charge, or whoever they were. They were everybody was tribal at that point. Uh, I did at one point attempt to look up who the local tribes were in Northumberland because I was going to go visit some standing stones and uh, I had a look in the lit. lit the Lit and Phil, which is the philosophy society, the philosophy library, literary and philosophy society library, and uh, they've got a lot of old 18th-century books in there that are all historical kind of lists of tribes and where they lived and who was important and all of that. Uh, going, going lists of lists of Roman. Um, procurator generals and all these things and it's not really relevant to me but I was interested because I was trying to track down whoever built these standing stones which are just outside of Berwick that I was going to go and take a look at so I had a quick a little bit of a look at the history I couldn't find anything specific about the standing stones but I did spend an afternoon in the library looking at old books uh, which was interesting right so what I'm going to do now, I'm going to switch to BitChute, and we're going to have a look at the entertainment section in BitChute, and if there's anything on there that I think is interesting, I'm just going to play it, because I've, I've had enough royal stuff to last me ooh, at least at least six months, I think. I've had enough sorry politics to last me at least six months. So I'm hoping BitChute, and then we'll... Second half of the show is going to be based on bitchute. 
So I'm on the entertainment section. And I've got a lot of old movies on there at the moment. Uh, comedies, pre-code comedies, Odds Against, uh, Odds Against Tomorrow, which is a Harry Belafonte movie. Uh, with Ed Begley and Robert Ryan, if anybody's interested in that. She, she was a good movie. I remember that. It's got a, a fountain of youth in it, if I remember rightly. It's some, something to do with Tibet and a fountain of youth. But I remember seeing it, and it was a good movie. Uh, what else have we got? Love war movies, secret agent movies. Ring Around the Moon, Rebecca, which is a Daphne du Maurier adaptation. What else have we got? Teenagers from Outer Space. I tell you what, let's have a little bit of Teenagers from Outer Space. From Another World on a Horrendous Raygun Rampage, exclamation mark, it says. So let's see what this is about. As a, as a contrast, the thousand-year-old ceremonial installation of the King of Britain. describe it. We've got a dog just dis just discovered a, a flying saucer that's landed. And it's just been <laughs> they've got ray guns and they just zap the dog. So that's within two minutes of the start we've got a we've got a dog that's just been zapped and turned into bones basically. It's gonna be one of those movies that I'm gonna to have to do commentary on I think. But it's worth it. It's worth it. So we've got a couple of men in overalls or spacesuits, whatever. One of whom has a rear gun. walking away from the uh, flying saucer that just landed. Looks like there's three of them all together. There's two, people, two aliens carrying a box. There's another one getting out of the flying saucer. I didn't realise how visual this was going to be, but there you go. So the Caribbean buses. And they're looking at the bones of the dog that they just zapped. And the 
the skeleton was lying on the floor. is a, a gadget with some dials on it. Report preliminary findings. Thor reporting. 42 saturation degrees and 96 volumes. Intermediate fluctuation in Marfan content. Derek reporting. Tridex mixer components ratio exceeding 7 to 1.4. Moral reporting. Diagonal adjustment reading resisting structural forms by 2.8.0 vernum. Saw reporting. Uneven cartoid levels intersect planes below 0 0.03. Surface readings register above minimum requirements. Morrow, go below and bring up the young Gargan specimen. Now the decision depends on his reactions. Wait, Captain. Found evidence of intelligent beings on this planet. Of what concern are foreign beings? Of none to you, Thor. Just as you were so unconcerned when you destroyed a creature. So bravely. It was no more than an insect. But it had life. And that life you had to take to satisfy your endless hunger for killing. Silence! Both of you! Proceed, bring the Gargan. That will not be necessary, Captain. Conditions here will be reported as unsatisfactory as they were on the other planets we have charted. By what authority? You prepare for takeoff. The ship will leave this planet immediately. According to our code of operations... You may forget the code of operations, Captain. Only civilized beings could have made the inscription on this metal piece. We shall not have the thousands of Gargans brought here to destroy them. You have concern for foreign beings over our mission to locate grazing land for our Gargan herds? Recall, it is necessary to reserve supply for our people. Our people? We live like parts of a machine. We don't know our fathers or mothers were raised in cubicles. The sick and the old are put to death. It is the one and only way to maintain the supreme race. Have you forgotten? Our people have forgotten. They have been made to forget for centuries. But I have learned how it once was. Families, brothers and sisters, there was happiness. There was love. Of what do you speak? From where have you learned such things? I have read. I have read from this book. I discovered it and kept it hidden. Somehow it survived the flames of the Annihilators when our people were turned into mechanized slaves centuries ago. When we return to our planet, the High Court may well sentence you to torture and death for this treason. The High Court may judge me after we have accomplished our mission. We will find an uninhabited planet to which the herds of guards may be shipped without endangering civilized beings. Let me see that book. I am interested to see what sways your mind so heavily. You may have it. Bring it, Gargan. You're a fool, Derek. 
This book has poisoned your mind, and you shall suffer for it. Captain, if the Gargans are shipped here, the inhabitants may destroy them. That possibility alone makes it worthwhile to locate an uninhabited planet. That book has indeed made you forget many things. We are the supreme race. We have the supreme weapons. Keep him on the door. I will study the reactions of the young Gargan. Before the High Court has you executed, you should be made to watch what happens when we return here with the Gargans. By the elements alone, they will grow to millions of times their original size in less time than it takes for the sun to rise and fall. It thrives, Captain. Already I can feel it has grown heavier. We shall return to our base and lead the transport ships here. Soon this planet will be covered with full-grown gargons. A safe distance from our planet, yet their meat will be available to us for the harvesting. Repack the instruments. I shall radio back the news of our success. Captain! Captain, something has gone wrong. Look here. What? What has happened? I do not know. It suddenly fell limp and now does not move. Assemble the terrorists. Hook in the gas grating instruments. Be quick! The atmosphere here tested above minimum, but the Gargan species cannot live due to excessive nitrogenic gas compounds emitted in our preliminary diagnosis. Then this planet will be reported as unsuitable? Repack the instruments and prepare for takeoff. We will continue our search in another solar system. And when we return to our home base, you will be presented to the High Court with the evidence against you. Thor, solve. Find the prisoner and prepare him for the isolation chamber. I will make contact with base. Expedition Z06 to base. Expedition Z06 to base. Guard him. I will get the straps. Lie down. Put your hands behind you.
get free. He escaped from Saul. I could have stopped him. Derek brought back alive is the son of our leader. Derek? His actions connected with the leader himself. He told me this. He said Derek does not know. The son of our leader, the high court will pardon him. He will be pardoned. When the sky is light, we will begin to search for him. Captain, look at this. The Gargan. It is dead. It has revived. It flourishes. The excessive nitrogenic gas compound shocked its system. Now it thrives on the very same compounds. Then this planet is suitable. Completely. There must be some radiovision contact. Morrow, Saul, secure the Gargan by expandable leg bands. Out of sight in that cave. The size it attains by the time we return will give us an exact growth rate to expect of the herds. At the rate the Gargan is expected to grow, what will prevent it from tearing loose the leg bands? and escaping from the cave. We shall be back before that happens, unless it should receive food in excess of the atmospheric elements. We will leave nothing else for it to consume. Imagine, thousands of beasts like that, millions of times enlarged, roaming over this planet. They will be harvested from the air, so there will be no danger to us. Let us be quick. I do not like to look at the planet. Now, how can he be stopped? Leave your best man to find him. He is stuck. I will join on the return trip to meet him there. That's teenagers from outer space. It turns out that the, somebody called Derek is the leader's son. Why would an alien invader be called Derek? I'm wondering. It seems very strange to me, but it is what it is, and it's on Bitchute. If you want to have a look, right, I'm going to share YouTube now and see how we do this. So, a little bit of Brendan O'Connell. Uh, start from the. Brendan O'Connell, the Bell Tower Boy, far from home. This is. Quick video, catch-up video. I've been very busy beginning the process of moving and moving the studio, which is going to be done a piece at a time over nearly three or four weeks, so we won't lose any time. I quickly want to talk about what's going on with Trump. I'm doing a script right now. I want to make a nice voice of a script. It's taken me longer than expected. It shouldn't have taken I should have had it done well and truly by now, uh, but we will get there. But I just find it fascinating that uh, uh, we're also going to look at uh, Canva.com. 9-11 and the work of Christopher Lynn. To all of that with the narrative correct, and I believe it's got leg, that, uh, that you in between Germany, Germany lives Russia, China, and Israel, of course, to get the states out of Eurasia, out of the Middle East, and will then handle in the multipolar polar world order, North America, South America, 
you have to look at, of course, Steve Bannon. Uh, YouTube did take down the video. It was my own fault. He said election fraud, and they're really strict. Or well, whatever you think of it, the point is that's what they do. And I went, I really should do that. No, it'll be fine. It's only 10 seconds. No, they got there eventually, and it was deleted. I'll put that back up um, on Friday. So in a day or two, I will be able to upload again. Um, and, yeah. And let's just remember this. Nobody's gotten to the bottom of 9-11 late, uh, late July. Nobody's gotten to the bottom of it, unfortunately, and they should have, as to the maniacs that did that horrible thing to our city, to our country. To the- you know, no one's gotten to the bottom of 9-11. That was 20 July. Then on the 5th of August, um, good old Steve Bannon does this, does this. The biggest scam they have, the biggest con, is not just the appropriations process and how they fund it. It's the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve, by the way. That's owned not by the American people, a central bank that's owned by 24 prime brokers, being J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs, and Morgan Stanley. How does that work? We don't need to audit the Fed. We need to end the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve has usurped, has usurped, has usurped its power and the power of the American people and our elective representatives. And no. They do not have the consent of the governor. We will not comply. We will not submit. And it must be ended. Get thee behind me, Satan. Get thee behind me, Satan. You have meddled with, with the, the primal forces of nature, Mr. Bannon. And I won't have it. Now, why is it not a single talking freaking head? on the freaking internet, in terms of a large size audience, all the usual suspects, have not made the connection between Trump with uh, the last American vagabond as well, I think. Uh, this is all the people that, that he calls out on a regular basis. Well, let's, let's try again for this. We haven't really investigated 9-11. While he's at a Saudi playoff golf tournament, sponsored by Saudi. He's not talking about Saudi Arabia. I said a few weeks ago, on the record, that Trump will not go quietly. He won't. He can't help himself. And he'll start mouthing off. And on cue, he starts mouthing off. Dropping these little bombs. For a lot of you, it's just all fake. I I agree. That's your starting point always. Theater, data analytics, these companies. So what would the truth look like? But again, none of these groups have made any connection between saying what they're saying and, and in the voiceover we're going to discuss all the different narratives and ramifications particularly with Steve Bannon saying end the Fed if Bannon wishes to elaborate that's great because the problem is this here's the catch I have a feeling it might be a dog whistle as many of you have already said it's a dog whistle maybe uh, I definitely agree first what a call however it's such a radical thing to say. Well, these are radical times, and you've got to do this, and that's a radical one. However, this might be part of the plot. Um, we don't need, as someone said, we don't just need to end the Fed. We've got to order the Bank of International Settlements in Switzerland. 
go after the city of London, banking and finance in Frankfurt, heads of Moscow, Wall Street, all the same planetary trading guilds, you know this. All the old hands have watched Bill Cooper Mystery Babylon series. We've all listened to Behold a Pale Horse. We've all read Codex of Magicka by the great text Mars. We get the occult side, and fair enough, that's absolutely a side of it without question. But all you little Pharisees who think you're so clever because you're interpreting hand signals because you're too lazy to go out and do a hard day's work and um, do some dirty political uh, messing around, uh, you need you to shut the F up and um, listen up. Just because you should always have have as your starting point theatre doesn't mean it is theatre. People rebel right throughout. They've had a problem with unstable assets. Let's talk about Saddam Hussein. Let's talk about Adolf Hitler. We could go on and on. Ho Chi Minh was in there at one stage. We can talk about unstable assets all freaking day, all day. These things do happen. But what's the rhetoric that needs to go? Do you do you belligerently back off and say it's all theatre and not get involved? Do you run in and embrace Steve Bannon as your hero messiah with the great Donald Trump making a comeback in 2024? Is that what you do? No, you don't do that. You absolutely don't do that. You maintain an adult and you understand how the system works and you understand trillionaire bankers have a lot of power, but not all power because they still rely on human beings to run the system. And those human beings have woken up a lot, particularly post-COVID, haven't they? Why do you think I'm still online and still on YouTube? Follow the rules. Do you know they've monetized my channel? For a giggle, they sent me a thing saying you can monetize your channel. I went, hey, can I sell coffee cups? I'm never going to make any money out of it. But I thought that's the case. Number one, if I ask to join a monetization program, you know, they don't monetize any, any Semites, number one. Number two, you can sell coffee mugs and T-shirts easily through the uh, YouTube system. And uh, so for a giggle, I, I said, can I do the monetization thing? And then it comes back, you'll have to be reviewed, and there's a two-month review process. Well, they reviewed me. Then they started copywriting literally every single video. And I went, whoa, 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 whoa. And I actually got to email someone and said, can you please remove me from your stupid monetization program? I, I, I didn't realize you were going to go through my video copyright striking and then um, um, you know, like stopping some of the video being seen in the UK and all this and I said no 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 and I said just let it go through and just automatically default to your normal position after two months well after two months I get an email just a week ago oh you've now monetized of course not a single video is actually monetized for me none of them are monetization except if you have a record which means money's going to someone else but the point is I'm just going to see if I can sell t-shirts and coffee mugs um, but also, it's good for, um, uh, you know, anti and Jew haters get monetized channels. And as I've told you, I'm anointed with oil. Uh, that they want tissue addressed and they want someone who's not uh, putting on a nice front while tippy-tongue and holding hands and playing footsies with the white nationalist slave waltz supremacist movement. That's why I'm here. You see, my public face and my private face match. I mean what I say, and I'm exactly the same in private as I am in public. I don't like racism. My father was part of Australian. His mother was a half-caste. Um, uh, her mother was a full-blood Native Australian elder, literally born under a freaking tree. I've got to get all, all the pictures of my, my sister just to show. And that's part of my heritage. I don't identify as Native Australian, though my mother said it does extent you were always going on about in dream time and too lazy to get up and do a hard day's work. So, oh, that's a little bit racist, Mum. But um, uh, I'm very proud. Hey, that's Brandon O'Connell. He's doing good work. He's doing very good work, I think. And he's doing it on YouTube. Uh, called Brandon O'Connell 3. 
if you put Trump Bannon 2024 Great Danger into YouTube, you'll find that particular video. And uh, my my main focus at the moment is on my music tour, which is Monday to Friday, 10 p.m. my time, 5 p.m. Eastern. I've still got some technical issues to iron out, but uh, it will it will get better. I promise. <laughs> you can't get any can't get any worse. I'll figure it out. It just takes me a bit of time. It's taken me 200 hours on Podbean to really get Podbean. So it'll probably take me 200 hours of music shows, of which I'm about 10 shows in. So it might take me till Christmas to get to get sorted out and get all the technical stuff sorted but I've got broadband coming uh, I managed to to get some free free broadband for six months from Universal Credit because they've got an arrangement with one of the broadband companies that they'll, they'll give people who are out of work free broadband for six months so I've got that coming at the end of the month the 22nd of September so that should take care of the, the lack of Wi-Fi at home that I'm having trouble with at the minute. I'm going to have to improvise until then, so the shows will be a bit bit of a dog's breakfast, but they're getting there slowly. I've got to work out a way to connect the Rodecaster Pro 2 through Skype, and then I'll be sorted. Once I've worked that out, I'll be sorted. It should be easy, but obviously it isn't easy because it's technology, and technology just doesn't do what you think it's going to do most of the time. At least not in my case, and not with a Mercury retrograde, definitely. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. It's getting, it's it's mostly the temp. I've discovered that the the solution to technocratic tyranny blues is old jazz funk and old soul tunes, and a little bit of rock and roll and a little bit of metal here and there, a little bit of Alice Cooper. A lot of Herbie Hancock at the moment, so that's what I've been playing, and that's what I'll continue to play. Uh, I might at some point edit in some news, but it's mostly music at the moment, so we'll see how it goes. Anyway, I think I think I'm feeding back a little bit on this microphone for some reason today. I don't know exactly why, but uh, I'll be here again next week. I'm going to drop out now. And uh, just say thanks for listening. Monday to Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern is the music show. And 11 a.m. Eastern on Saturdays is free association. Uh, and you can find me anywhere you, anywhere you look for podcasts. If you look for free association roundtable podcast and radio show, you'll find extra things that I do during the week. And you'll find, uh, you won't find the music because I can't publish the music, but you will find all the all the talk stuff that I do, all the news, news clip shows that I do during the week. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Uh, thanks for listening. And I'll see you again next week.
Revolution Radio. Hey everyone, it's Barbara Jean Lindsay, the Cosmic Oracle. If you have questions about your past lives or future plans, need answers from the cosmos about your love life or career, or just want to keep your finger on the pulse of the planet, check out my show, The Cosmic Oracle, here on Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. Hi, I'm Bill Johnson. Some consider my efforts to be an underground law school. I am not an attorney, and I do not give legal advice. I teach. That's lawful and legal. Consider yourself served. You are to appear Wednesday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern, Studio A. My forte? Foreclosure and contract law. Grab your legal pad and pen. Learn a broad spectrum of law spanning administrative, criminal, family, tort, and federal law. Fools and losers cling to old cases. I dissect and comment on the latest rulings that control the courts. Don't be a loser. And if you don't appear, you will be held in contempt. Are you interested in the paranormal? Murder mystery? Real natural law? Do you enjoy interviews with amazing guests? Then join Crip Rick every Monday night, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Revolution Radio. Studio A, freedomslips.com. Crip Rick's iPhone, thank you. Welcome to the Crypt. <laughs> what the heck is the truth, Jihad? Hey, I'm Kevin Barrett, host of Truth 